Hey, hey, hey. This is Christina Combs with Beauty in a Bible. I pray that the Lord will bless, bless, bless any and all who listen. Please, please, please do a written review at the end of the episode. And that will help get the word out to anyone that has not listened. I pray many, many blessings upon you guys, and I love you so much. Thank you so much for supporting my podcast, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Or, well, maybe it's afternoon, maybe it's evening, maybe it's nighttime. I don't know. Whatever time you guys are listening. Here at my house this morning, we woke up to white, to snow. My children are, like, super excited. It's Christmas time. It's getting Christmas. They want to play in the snow. And to be quite honest with you, Mama loves snow, too. There is nothing I truly, like, love more about the wintertime than a white Christmas. I would love, love, love a white Christmas. Just like, not like on the road or anything, but just a little white layer of snow on the ground. Just, you know, white Christmas. Um, so before we jump into this, let's, let's go ahead and pray. Right. Lord, I come to you this morning asking... Father, that you will lead me in this podcast today, Lord, that you will help me to be a light to those in need, Lord, that you will bless all of our listeners, that you will let them find whatever it is that they're looking for, whatever the message is that they need, Lord, just work through me, speak through me, Father, to where that we can get these people into church, we can get them on the right path to you, Lord. If they're on the path to you, that we can let them know that they are they are doing what they need to do. Or maybe if they're struggling a little bit, we can give them pointers. Whatever it may be, Jesus, just let me know. I pray, Lord, that you will watch over all of our children, especially considering the snow and, you know, the cold temperatures. We don't want any of our children in danger. We don't want the roads slick or anything like that, Lord. So just please... Keep your hedge of protection around our children, Lord. I pray, Father, that you will watch over my husband as he travels to and from work today. Keep him safe, dear Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for your continuous blessings. I thank you for my children and them knowing about you and me being able to teach them about you, Lord. And sometimes when I feel like I'm struggling, when I feel like I'm failing them, You let something as simple as one of my children repeating to me what I have said to them, whether it was, you know, a couple hours earlier or a few days before or whatever the case, Lord, it is a reminder that I'm on the right path, that I'm doing your work, Lord, that I'm showing them how to live like you through me. And I thank you so much for that. And I thank you, Lord. But I just continue blessing all of these listeners lord whatever their need may be guide me to where that they can receive a blessing and again i thank you i thank you for waking me up this morning i thank you for letting me put my feet on the floor i thank you for still having the breath of life 
for still being able to walk, to be able to, you know, control my bladder, to be able to control my my bowels, you know, to be able to still feel my body, to not be numb, to not be paralyzed, Lord. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys are probably wondering, <laughs> why is she thanking God for being able to control her bowels and bladder? It is a privilege. It is a complete privilege to me because my doctor tells me all the time, make sure if you're losing any type of control, you let me know because of my back. I believe that I will be fine. I believe that I'm not going to have to worry about that. <clears throat> so anyways, what we are going to discuss today, what I'm going to talk about is postpartum depression, okay? This is something that a lot of mamas just feel like they cannot voice their opinion on. They feel like they have to remain silent. They feel like that if they say something, then someone's going to be like, well, if that's how your child makes you feel, then you don't need it, okay? Because I have had that said to me, okay? I have had that said to me. All of us mamas, whether we realize it or whether we don't, we go through postpartum depression in some form or another, okay? I'm going to let you in on something here that I have only ever told one other person. And it has took me, my oldest daughter is 10. It has took me up until literally about a month, two months ago before I actually confess this out of my mouth other than God no one knew about it okay when I had my first child she's 10 years old now she wasn't but maybe a couple months old I was hit very very hard with postpartum depression I felt like I had no one I felt like that I was alone it wasn't true. It wasn't the case, you know, like I knew that no matter what, I always had my granny. My mom would be there for me at the drop of a hat. My mother-in-law at the time, God rest her soul now, you know, anything I would have asked her for, she would have been there for me. My husband, you know, he's now my ex-husband, but my husband at the time, he was, he was still more immature than mature at the time. And he made reckless and careless decisions, you know, and he, like, I guess because I'm so old fashioned, I matured a lot faster than, you know, a lot of people my age, you know, I'm 29 years old now, but you probably honestly wouldn't know that from by how I talk on here sometimes and by, you know, like if you were to meet me in person or whatever, you're going to be like, are she sure she's not in her 30s or 40s or whatever? No, I'm 29, but I have, you know, like I said, I was raised by my grandparents, so I was raised old-fashioned, and I just, I guess I just matured a lot quicker, you know. But anyways, so my postpartum depression hit me very, very hard with my first child. And, you know, new mom, I wasn't even sure what I was going through. I was unsure that I even had postpartum depression. Didn't even know I had it. Um, my husband at the time, you know, we had been arguing. We always argued. It was just such petty little things. 
you know, things that when you think back on it now, it doesn't even add up to anything. Like, honestly, I don't even remember what the argument was. But I feel like that I need to get this out. I need to talk about this because it stays in the back of my mind all the time. And I feel like that it's better for me if I just go ahead and I let this out. Okay, so maybe this is meant for someone. All right, maybe this is meant for somebody. So we had had a little spit spat. I don't even remember what it was about, but his uncle owns like, you know, like he has a house and then about 500 feet or so up from that house, he has like um, a one, no, a two bedroom house, you know, over top of a garage. Like it's kind of like an apartment or whatever. We called it the Terry house. That was the name of it. It's called the Terry house. Um, but my husband at the time, he, you know, he left and he went up the road, you know, from the house, which like I said, it was less than a mile or it might've been maybe a mile, maybe, um, to that little house. And I knew that's where he was or whatever, you know, but I sit there with my daughter and she's crying, you know, because children can feel the stress. Okay. They can feel the emotion they can feel your stress. They know what you're going through. They have that bond with you, especially as a mom. I mean, if you think about it, they were inside of you for nine, you know, to 10 months. Like they know they can understand your emotion. They feed off your emotion. Okay. Here I was, I was stressed. I was, you know, like at my wits end, I really didn't know how it could go on. And I was so upset because he walked off, you know, I was like, I needed you and you left me, you know, like that was one of my biggest pet peeves with him was when it seemed like when I needed him the most, I didn't, you know, quite know, like a lot of my emotions come out more as anger, you know, but truly like now that I have matured more and I know more how to deal with my, you know, anger and things like I'm a total different person. You know, honestly, I really am, but I'll get into that. Um, so like I was there with my child, you know, she's just a couple months old. She's screaming, crying uncontrollably, you know, like she's stressed, I'm stressed. And instead of the one that was supposed to be, you know, our strong suit, our go-to, you know, he just walked out and, and left. And... Please don't judge me. Okay, please don't judge me. I'm just speaking out because a lot of us mamas face this and we are afraid to speak out. We're afraid of what others will say about us or whatever. But in my mind, I'm going to tell you right here, this is how bad the devil is. This is how bad Satan is. This is how much he will come into your mind. Had my granny of not raised me in church, and I'm so super thankful that she did, I would have most likely followed through with what Satan put in my head to do that night. I would have most likely followed through with it because I was at my wit's end. I was overwhelmed. I was tired. I was depressed. I felt like I was alone. You know, I felt like... That nobody cared for me. And here she was crying, sobbing uncontrollably, screaming to the top of her lungs. And here I am just like, I didn't know what to do. 
Like I had tried everything to console her. Nothing was consoling her. I needed consoled like, and no one was helping me, you know, but literally it came into my mind. There was a, you know, like a voice spoke to me and said, just end it. Just end it. Kill her. Kill her and then kill yourself. And then you won't have to worry about it. Y'all, I caught myself walking into the kitchen. I caught myself walking into the kitchen. I was, I was going to end it. I was going to end that baby's life and I was going to end mine. When I tell you nobody knew about this, but one other girl and she just knew about it. You know, I literally just told her, I think it was like a month ago about this because she is dealing with postpartum depression. She has two children right back to back, you know, and she's overwhelmed mom. She's tired. And, you know, like you have a newborn and plus you have a child that just turned a year old. Like it's, it's hard. Okay. It is. But literally, and it was the devil. It was the devil himself wanting me to take that precious, innocent child's life and then take my own. Soon as I came to myself and I was in that kitchen, literally, I was, you know, looking for something to just end her and end me too. And then a voice came to me, Christina, what are you doing? What are you doing? Get a hold of yourself. And I cried. I immediately cried and I said, God, please forgive me. Please forgive me. I picked my child up. I went downstairs. I got in my car and I drove up the road to my husband and I begged him to come home with me, to please come home with me, that I could not be alone with our child. I did not want to be alone with our child. And that we needed to be together. Our child needed us together. To please just come home with me. It's okay, mama. It's okay to have postpartum depression. It is okay to think thoughts to where that you're just going to feel like that you just can't go on. When you feel that, oh, Lord, when you feel those thoughts, when you feel that you're alone, you are not alone. You are not alone. God is with you. Get down on your knees and start praying immediately. You, there may not be anyone else with you. Maybe you're a single mom. Maybe you don't have that dad to run to. But God is always there for you to run to. He is our help. He wants us to need him. He loves it that we need him. He loves it that we call on him. It is all. 
okay, mama. Maybe your dad, maybe you're a single dad, maybe something tragic happened or whatever that the mama cannot be there for the baby and maybe you are going through postpartum. You're probably thinking, ah, Christina, that's impossible. I'm a man or whatever. Or men can't go through postpartum. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Men can become overwhelmed. They can feel like they're stretched to their limit. They can feel like they just don't know how to go on. You know, maybe, you know, maybe they're having to take care of this child on their own. Pray. Ask God. Seek Him. Do I take anxiety medicine right now? Yes, I do. I take three different pills. One of them I take every morning, and then the other two I take twice a day. Okay? I did not take anything back when, you know, Elizabeth was small or whatever. This medicine that I take came from my second divorce. Did I deal with postpartum in my second pregnancy after having the twins? Yes, I did. But it was a different form of postpartum. Okay? I really was doing it on my own. I really was. I had had the twins all in the hospital from the time, you know, that the twins were born up until, honestly, now, you know, he never helped me. He never changed diapers in the hospital. I had to have C-section. He never changed diapers or anything in the hospital. There was two beds in our room. He stayed over in that spare bed, and literally, that's where he stayed the entire time. He slept, I kid you not, more or less all day long the days that we were there, and then he would sit up throughout the night. But did he ever once get up and feed a baby? or change a baby, or even hand me a baby? No. No, he did not. From the time we were in the hospital up until, you know, like the last year, my children slept in the bed with me, literally, from the night they were born. When I couldn't get out of the bed, the nurse came in and I asked her, will you please put those babies in the bed with me? I said, I just want them both over here so that way, you know, I can just look at them and play with them. And, you know, I put them between my legs and I sit up in that bed. Once I got to where, you know, once they allowed me to do so, I did. And then from the time that the nurse came in and she helped me up the first time that I was allowed to get up after having the twins. I passed a big, big clot and they were very concerned. But the Lord made it possible for me to remember, Christina, just work through your pain, push through your pain. You've got this. You can do this. You are strong enough. You can do this. It was at that very moment that I knew that the decision that I made to make sure that my tubes were tied during my C-section was the right choice for me. I love children. I would have a house full. 
I would. But that was not, that was not the plan for me. Okay, that was not what would be best for me. <clears throat> that was not what would be best for my three children that I have. Okay, that just wasn't. And so I made the decision to make sure that my tubes were tied. Mind you, I had already requested it months in advance when we started discussing cesarean. And when I was laying on that table and I was cut from one side to the other and she was bringing my babies out, she said, okay, I'm putting your uterus back in. I'm closing your uterus up. Are you sure? Are you positive you want the tubal? I said, I don't care if you take them out. I don't want any more children. I can't go through this again. Not meaning childbirth. Not meaning raising any more children. I knew that it was not in the cards. It was not what was best for me to have more children with that man. I knew it was not. But postpartum is something that we all face, whether it is small postpartum, whether it is extreme postpartum. Do not be ashamed to ask for help. Go to your doctor. Talk to your doctor. Be straightforward with them. Most likely what they're going to prescribe you is sleep. Um, a babysitter. Get you someone. I don't care if you have to call me. Like I said, I have been there. I have been through that overwhelming. I have been through thinking that it was better to end my child, my newborn baby's life, and my own. I had a scripture that I was going to read here, but I feel like that this, this is what was meant to be. Don't wait too long. Don't let Satan consume you. Don't let him talk you in to taking drastic measures. When you could simply ask someone, hey, will you watch my kid for an hour, two hours, and let me take a nap? Yes, I sure will. Do I need to come to your house or would you prefer that I take it to mine so that way you can have the silence? Because if you, if, because I'm just like you mamas, okay? I am just like you. If I'm in my bedroom and I hear my children in here crying or whatever, I'm going to want to get up and I'm going to want to know what's going on, Okay. As much as we don't want to let go of any control, as much as we don't want to be like, here, I need you to take my five-day-old, six-day-old baby because I need some sleep. 
I can't deal with this kid any longer. I can't do the crying. It's okay. It is fine. If someone judges you because of that, they've obviously not been through it themselves. Obviously, they have not been through it themselves. Obviously, they are not humble. And they most likely need to hit their knees and pray. Okay? I will not judge you. We have to take care of ourselves in order to take care of someone else. You have to make sure that you are healthy to be able to care for someone else the way that they need taken care of. You have to. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever, your health has to be prioritized. You have to. There is no shame in postpartum depression. There is no shame in having thoughts of, I am going to end this child and I am going to end me. Up until today, I was ashamed. I was ashamed to let that come out of my mouth. But postpartum depression has hit me two or three times and Christina talk about postpartum depression. And then I'll just kind of brush it off. <clears throat> and I, I get something else going in my mind. Because I kid you not. There are days that the Lord hits me with two or three different subjects at a time. That's why I've had to start taking notes. Okay. Because I could sit down here in one podcast. And I could hit two or three different subjects with you guys. Okay, that's what the Lord lays on me. Like, I could do two or three different things in one. But I like to focus on just one thing per podcast, per episode. But what I really want to stress to you is we all face postpartum depression or some form of depression at some point in our lives. Okay? Do not take drastic measures. Do not do the unthinkable just because you're down and out and you can't focus. You're not thinking straight. You know, don't do it. Don't do it. Ask for help. When you ask for help, if that person is making judgments towards you or whatever, then they're obviously, like, if they're a friend or family member, then they're not truly there for you, okay? It's nothing you've done wrong. Most likely, they need to reevaluate themselves, okay? Because if, if they have ever been through it, they will know what you're going through. They will know what you're facing, okay? And honestly... Most likely, a total stranger on the street would help you better. And it's sad to say, it's very heartbreaking to say, but a total stranger that does not know you would be more apt to be like, hey, let me help you. You know, let me help you. And that is sad. That is very sad. Or the person that you think least likes you, 
the person that you think that, man, they just really don't like you, you know, they, they can't stand you or whatever, would be most likely the very person that if you said, hey, I need help. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know, you know, how much more I can handle. Please, can, can you help me? And that's another thing where us Christians fail. We are to help one of the least of these, thy brethren. One of the least of these, thy brethren. Have mercy on them. Reach out to them. Offer them help. Offer them a hand. Offer them a word of encouragement, whatever it may be. I hope that this podcast, I hope that this episode, that someone, I feel like someone needed this. I know I needed this. I needed to get this out. I needed to get this off my chest and I needed to lift this weight. Okay. I needed this. But I love you guys, and I'm going to end this here, and I will catch you guys on the next episode. I love you. God loves you. Don't let Satan consume you. Hit your knees. God bless you.